All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. I got my buddy Ty back. I'm not solo and sad and alone anymore, so that's good. I'm back. <laughs> uh, we got, you know, not great movies to talk about here. It's We're in a dry spell for a while, it feels like, and Ty skimming through some of the news. It seems like things might get worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to walk through uh, upcoming movies this week. Ty saw uh, Bottoms today, right? Today, yeah. A couple hours ago. It's still fresh in the memory. There you go. Perfect. So he's going to do a Convince Me to See for Bottoms, and then I'm going to do a Convince Me to See uh, The Boogeyman and Past Lives, which have been out for a bit, uh, but finally got around to seeing them because they weren't exciting enough to see when they first came out, honestly. And then to end the show... We will do a full review of, I can't even call it Adam Sandler's movie because he's barely in it, but you are so not invited to by Bat Mitzvah. Um, we both saw that, so we will do a full review. But before that, it's time to play a game, Ty. Oh boy, here we go. Hello. Do you want to play a game? So Ty knows when a game's coming because I throw a picture of Billy the Puppet from Saw. <laughs> In the show doc, and it's fitting because uh, Saw 10, Saw X, whatever the hell they're calling it, comes out at the end of this month. So that's extremely exciting, and that's probably the next movie I really care about. Yeah, Um, I mean, uh, not a lot in between now and then, really. September is just September is just dead. September's dead, but August was even worse. This month was terrible. So, Ty, this is a doesn't have much to do with what uh, we're talking about today, but it was just something I had an interest in and thought about uh, a few days ago, actually. I'm like, oh, what, what, what are the answers to this question? So the question is, what are the most expensive movies ever made? Oh, and boy. I am going to, uh, we're going to do it adjusted for inflation. So that way, like the old, old movies will have a chance, you know, if okay. they were, for their time, very expensive. So they are going to be adjusted for inflation. Let's just, we're just going to do the top five here. Now, okay. to, to get you going, even though I just said we'll adjust for inflation to yeah. give old movies a chance, it does not matter at all. Okay. All of these movies have come out in the past, uh, let's see here, 25 years. Okay. So let's... Kick it off here, Ty. Um, don't have to go in any order. Just name a movie, and I will let you know if they are in the top five for most expensive films ever made. Okay, let's go Avatar The Way of Water. No. Really? How Ava- about Avatar? Nope. Wow. No okay, Avatar. So to give, you, uh, to give you uh, where those are, Avatar The Way of Water is number nine at okay. $350 million. Just Avatar is at number 20 at 323 million. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm guessing we're gonna have some Marvel in here. But the real question is how many in the top five are gonna be Marvel? That's right. Yeah. So I'm gonna say endgame for starters. Endgame is not top five. What? It is number seven at 407 billion. And that's why I brought this question up because I was surprised 
at most of the top five. Yeah. So uh, Marvel, I'll give you a hint there. It is one of the Avengers. Um, is it? Okay, I'll, I'm going to say, I'll say Infinity War just for the hell of it. Infinity War is even lower. Number eight, 379 wow. million. <laughs> is it just the first Avengers? It is not. The first Avengers, oh man, how far down is that? Uh, I got to keep scrolling here. I don't even see it. They did not spend a lot of money on that, apparently. Um, is it not even in the top 75? Hold on. Avengers. Uh, Just Avengers is 42 <laughs> at 280 million. Jeez. So uh, you got one Avengers left. So I was going to say, so by process of elimination, it's got to be Age of Ultron. <laughs> it is Age of Ultron at number five. That's 451 million. That is insane that it costs more than Endgame or Infinity yeah. War for that one. Yeah, both. I like them. that movie. I haven't seen it one in a while, actually. It makes me want to watch it. But... I, started, I started playing another Ultron deck in Snap, actually. I finally have <laughs> Doctor Doom, so I'm playing around with him now. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, because they murdered my fucking Dark Hawk deck. My boy. Killed I'm going to guess Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Probably newer Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say Force Awakens. Force Awakens, number one. Okay, we're five hundred and fifty-two million. Wow! I mean, that movie did look great in the theater too. I remember seeing yeah. that. They, it, it was awesome. They went all in on that movie. Since I, I guess technically it was a reboot. I, I don't know the correct terms, but that was the one. You know, they had to bring it back. They had to bring it back pretty good. So you got one and five now. One and five. One and five. Okay, so just since for the hell of it, the last twenty-five years, Titanic's not on this, right? Titanic is not, but uh, they are very close. So adjusted for inflation, they are actually at number 11. Okay. With 365 million adjusted dollars. Huh. Uh, is, there, is there a Hobbit movie or a Lord of the Rings movie in the top five? There is not. Wow. It gets super surprising. Um, I'll give you a hint. There is another. Another Star Wars. Okay. Well, people hated the second one of the newest sequels. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to go Rise of Skywalker. Skies of Skywalker, number four, 400 million adjusted dollars. Wow. And, I'm, and I'm, they are neither Marvel nor Star Wars. Marvel nor Star Wars. Are they Disney? One of them. One of them is Disney. And it's not Avatar. Not Avatar. Surely it's not an animated film. They are not. They are all uh, live action films. Part of me wants to say one of the new Jurassic Parks was pretty expensive, but I don't know which one. It would have been the first one. I can't remember which one that one is. The first Jurassic World. Oh, I'll give was it. Was it just called Jurassic World? No. So it was the second Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Okay. It's at number two with 503 million adjusted dollars. Uh, it is a Disney movie. Okay. It is a live action movie, and it's not good. Um, okay. Does it have Johnny Depp in it by chance? It does. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> it is. Wow. So it is I, Pirates I can tell the... you which one. I don't know. I don't remember what they're all called. Oh, good. I don't think anyone does. Uh, but it is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh, on Stranger Tides. What's that? The third one? Oh, I think that's like the fifth one at that point. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pirates 4 is number four. Okay, I don't even think I saw that one. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think anyone did because it was what not even were the, good. 
what were the reviews like on that one? Probably uh, let's mid? take a look at the reception. Um, critical response. Just give me damn numbers. Uh, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Uh, average rating 5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 30, uh, 45 out of 100 on Metacritic. So it was not Jeez. good. <laughs> wow. And they, they spent all that money on a piece of dog crap. Yeah, I don't. And crazy enough, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End is actually number six. Shit. So those movies were just expensive as hell to make for whatever reason. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I guess they did use a lot of VFX and all that, but yeah, CGI, but yes, not worth it at all. Gave Johnny Depp the bag. Yeah, that's where most of that money went. Also, Hans Zimmer. I did. I had no idea he made the music for that. I didn't either. Well. Good for him, I guess. But uh, yeah, those are the top five. I, I was just super surprised. You know, I was thinking, all right, got to be all Marvel at this point. Oh, I thought um, for sure. But yeah, I would have just never one. guessed Ultron. Yeah, that I, I guess, I mean, they're all super CGI, but the uh, Ultron and his bots are, I guess, super difficult to animate. <laughs> probably I'm, I'm after this podcast i'm for sure watching age of Ultron. Nice. Fire it up. there you go <laughs> bring it back um but that was games with billy and i will bring it into upcoming movies of the week uh so biggest one is likely the equalizer three robert mccall finds himself at home in southern italy but discovers his friends are under the control of the local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he has to do, become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia. So I also have never seen one or two. Actually, I might have seen the first one. I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about this yeah. movie. I have not seen a single equalizer. I'm just assuming it's kind of like John Wick, except for old Denzel there, right? That's how I view it as well. Or Taken, a, maybe splash a little bit of Taken in there. What's weird to me is there's a TV show. It's Queen Latifah. It's Queen Latifah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I like her, but she's not beating the hell out of anyone like in a martial arts type of way. She ain't equalizing nothing, brother. No, no. But uh, so that's out here. It's getting pretty decent reviews. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 59 on Metacritic. Um, for movies like this, you know, we've talked about it before with John Wick. Um, the, what, what the hell is the other one we just watched with Thor in it? Uh, uh Extraction. We, hey. you just need good fight scenes. The story can be okay. Uh, -huh. uh we know it's, it's going to be a mid story, but if the finding's good, if the action scenes are good, that's really all you can ask from it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm looking the, to see how this one stacks up to the, the other two. So this one on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a... 76% uh, critic approval and then 92% audience. Wow. So let's see. People are liking it. Let's see what they think about the first one for comparison. I didn't realize that the first one came out. Oh, this is a TV show. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it came go. out in 2021. That's got 56 audience, so that's not great. Um, I didn't realize old... I can't even call her old. Little Dakota Fanning has been in all of them. Yeah, that's kind of weird. weird. So the first one's only got 61% critic and 76 audience. Now let's check two. Maybe they're getting a little bit better as they go on here. Pedro Pascal's in the second one. Okay. Uh, the second one's apparently worse. 
So they it usually got worse, are. and now it's getting better again. Oh, shit. That wasn't Dakota Fanning in the first one. That was who I call the refrigerator, Chloe Grace Mortez. <laughs> I, I hate her. <laughs> I, I cannot She's stand weird. her. She's <laughs> weird. Um, but Dakota Fanning is in the, this third one. Also, Roy from The Office. Shout out to him. There he is. Um, I, I had to look up what I rated the first one. I did apparently see it, and I gave it a five. That's seems like about fair, I'd have to say, given my little knowledge of the equalizer. I feel like a, I, a five is fair. Yeah, I I don't remember it at all. Sounds about right. So it's probably it's got to be. If I turned on the TV, it's probably on TNT right now. Exactly. You know, back to back. <laughs> oh, equalizer marathon, and then this is shit that dads all around the U.S. just love to have <laughs> right, on. Right. Yeah, I work at a Home Depot too. I could whoop someone's ass if I needed to. Watching it Saturday before college football, or maybe right. maybe on Sunday before football. Just, oh, I'm just watching the Equalizer. I'm catching that last <laughs> act. Getting really hyped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ty, not one we're, we're going to be running to theaters to see, but, you know. I like appreciate I Equalizer movies, though. Sure. I, yeah. We need, we need shit like that. Next one here, the good mother from Academy Award-winning producer of The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, a journalist mm-hmm. grieving the murder of her son forms an unlikely alliance with his pregnant girlfriend to track down the killers in the seedy world of drugs and corruption. Uh, so we've talked about this before. If you have to reference someone that was involved in another very good movie, that usually does not bode well for the movie you're trying to advertise. Yeah, that never is a good look. So this stars Olivia Cook, who is uh, from Ready Player One and House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, super familiar face, not a familiar name. And then Hilary Swank, who is just randomly in everything. Uh, and then Jack Rayner, who is uh, Christina from Midsummer. Oh, shit. That's the guy that they light on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got burned yeah. up. Sweet. Oh, okay, I'm like, as I read that, I'm like, Christina, that's a girl's name. It's Christian. Apparently, Google Docs said, no, no, that's wrong, and then tried to uh, autocorrect it. Christian, I apologize, from Midsummer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, burn a bear. <laughs> burn a bear. That's him. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Sounds okay. I, checking out the director um hasn't done anything at all which is never a good sign um yeah they they brought up oh from the producer of the wolf of wall street i'm like okay which one because it's not sure there wasn't yeah there wasn't just one (laughs) producer of the wolf of wall street take it easy with that just some dude that donated like 50 grand to get his name on there yeah this sounds exactly like the equalizer except for mom's (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so the moms are getting hyped. <laughs> well, the dads are watching the Equalizer. Moms are watching this. <laughs> yeah, moms are watching a, vi- a movie about the mom that's getting revenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find which producer they're talking about who was involved in the Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, I have not found him. And I'm on like producer number six. So <laughs> that. That should really probably tell you something about this yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, Another TNT one, if even. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's on, like... If you're lucky. If it's on even 
I don't even know what streaming services say. The uh, what, Home and Garden Channel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we get another horror movie. All fun and games. It is a group of Salem teens. Of course, it's in Salem. That's a rule. Uh, a group of Salem Bobby. teens discovered a cursed knife that unleashes a demon that forces them to play gruesome, deadly versions of childhood games where there can be no winners, only survivors. That actually sounds super interesting to me. It does. I'm not going to lie. It does. So I'm uh, looking at it. Seems to be produced pretty decently. It's only an hour 16. Wow. So even if it sucks, you don't have to uh, dedicate much time to it. Oh, look who's... Hey, it's available to watch on Prime Video. Really? You know what that means. We can yes, watch it. Uh, we, yeah, we can say hi to it. Uh, also, Nancy Wheeler. Die or the girl. Yeah. yeah. Beat me to it. Maybe yeah. I'll watch this after the pod. Creepy-ass haircut. It's like those straight bangs in the front. Those are... Yeah, I don't... Good. I hate that person <laughs> with the X on their... Carved into their forehead on this poster. That's, that's fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah, they're hyped. Oh and then I recognize this face, and I'm trying to figure out why. Uh, but Annabeth Gish, I look at her face. I'm like, man, why do I know you? Um, she's in Sons. Oh, and that seems to be how I know a lot of people is is from Sons. Uh, is Sons this of movie? Anarchy, that is. Okay, I was gonna say, is this movie in Russian or something? But there's weird posters of it in Russian on IMDb for whatever Probably reason. Made by Russians. It could be. <laughs> and then I got real confused when I saw the name Ari. I was like, Ari Aster? But no, it's Ari Costa. This who, dude that's uh, in this movie. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say uh, this Ari Costa guy produced Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Also, The Winter Soldier. Shit. So there you go. I'm trying to figure out what this guy looks familiar from. This Asa or Asa Butterfield? Butterfield. Really familiar face, but I can't. Oh tell you from what i never saw ender's game but he's the main guy in that yeah i never saw that either i don't know uh, boy in the striped pajamas probably not that either i don't think i've ever seen that one that, uh, maybe he just looks like another guy looking at he oh he looks like he does he looks like um oh my gosh i wow that's gonna bother me um he kind of looks like the nerdy guy from is it perks of being a wallflower it might be. Uh, let me see. No, I don't think that's who I'm thinking of, but he does kind of look like him. Um, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely... Oh, Sex Education. That's where I know him from. That's what it is. Oh, okay. On uh, Netflix. Huh. So that must be what know. they did. They took all the Netflix people and put them in this. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised this isn't on Netflix. Is this one I can... Uh, so it is out there. All fun and games. Let's make sure it's out there, out there. Uh, no. Nope. It's not. Huh. That's a shame. Well, we'll that give it a week. Give it a week. <laughs> uh, but that, that actually is, out of all of these, sounds the most interesting to me. For sure. Uh, only two reviews from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. One's rotten and one's fresh. Okay. Um, there's, let's see, there's less than fewer, fewer than 50 audience ratings here. Uh, there's one five-star review that says, refreshing, creepy, new twist on the genre, great acting all around with a great cast. That was definitely someone that was just in the movie. <laughs> it's, <laughs> there's like, Nancy Wheeler. in the numbies. <laughs> Whenever they said less than 50 reviews, I didn't expect there to just be one. It should just say I, one review. It is less than 50. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't lie. They're not wrong. 
Um, yeah, it's probably one of those movies that's either uh, absolutely terrible or uh, a good like hidden gem. Yeah, rent or buy from six ninety nine Prime Video. <laughs> um, and then finally another horror film called Don't Look Away. It doesn't move. It doesn't think. It just kills. For one young young woman, a chance encounter with this supernatural entity proves devastating. Frankie learns that once you see the mannequin, there may be no end in sight except for your own. This uh, sounds like it should be a YouTube movie. <laughs> it might actually be because are, I'm not seeing anything. I about actually it saw a showtime of it uh, down at the waterfront of all places. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was intriguing. I was like, what the hell is that? But uh, not intriguing enough to buy a ticket. Sorry, Bob. No. Don't look away. Because I got nothing here for for Showtime, so I got nothing. Um, I don't know. Mannequins are scary to begin with, but the trailer sure. looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like a dark movie, and they're yeah. going to have a little guy in the background. Woo. That's going to get old pretty quick, folks. Yeah. Well, that's what's coming out. Nothing super great. Uh, I there. However, I have noticed at least while doing this show, there's a lot of random ass horror movies that come out throughout the year. Oh, a ton. They just they like we go through it all the time, but they just make money. Yeah, and they I, they're can, cheap. Yeah, exactly. They can make a solid money on low budget. Well, after all that, Ty, we do have some movie news, and not all of it is fun. Yeah, not a ton. I cut out a little bit of it just because there was just like a, some random stuff. But the biggest thing uh, actually happened like probably right after you recorded last week while I was gone. Dune 2 got delayed. Hmm. So um, it was supposed to come out in November this this year. And it's now, uh, it's now going to March 15th, 2024. So honestly, that just pisses me off because th- these movie studios just need to pay these writers and actors and get these movies out. The box office was really just booming as a result of Barbie and Oppenheimer, and now it just feels like it's going backwards again. Uh, the strike on top of just, like I said, an awful month of August feels like a disaster. Um, like if Mission Impossible just moved up a month, or moved back a month, I guess would be, to this month, it would not It would have made a lot more money, and we wouldn't be sitting here talking about how there's nothing good coming out this month. Uh, but deciding to come out a week before Barbenheimer is a crazy move. This so then it is kind of interesting because I, as soon as you said it's it's not coming out till twenty twenty four, I'm like, does that take it out of the running for Oscars? It does. Um, it does. So that's what I, my next point. Depending man. on good how how good Killers of the Flower Moon is, it's yeah. really just Oppenheimer's Oscars to lose. I think they're just gonna they're gonna clean sweep. Right. I don't see them losing much of anything, but you know we'll see. Uh, Right now, it doesn't look like anything's going to take it from the top spot, but no. Dune was definitely one that could have done it. And that's and, why uh, I was I was thrown off, because I, I went immediately, my betting mind, uh-huh. went to look up the odds and to see if Dune was removed. Dune is still there somehow. Uh, huh. Maybe they just haven't removed it yet, but it's at plus 1,200, which I believe is way worse than what it was when we originally talked about it. So if you did bet on Dune, I bet they just kind of pay you back. Yeah, surely. Um, but then speaking of delays, this is the last little bit of news here. Um, so the Daredevil Born Again uh, Marvel Disney Plus show delayed just indefinitely because of the strike. No. Uh, <laughs> indefinitely. So no no release time on that at all. And that was honestly one of the only ones we thought we, we'd even give yeah. a shit about. 
Loki maybe only because it's really going to tie into Marvel Snap here next week. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we were just talking about this before we started recording. Um, the Exorcist Believer got moved up a week uh, from October sixth to the th- oh to it got moved to October sixth from the thirteenth. They moved a horror movie on Friday the thirteenth in October because of the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert movie. You know why? That movie's gonna fucking clean up. They're gonna oh, it's gonna do unbelievable numbers. All the people who couldn't go to the concert and those who did, they're going. Including I me. saw that it already like beat the the record for most pre-sale tickets for movie from Endgame. That's incredible. That's honestly incredible. So it's it's going to clean up. The fact that it moved an Exorcist movie on Friday the 13th is yeah. bananas. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and that's all I got for news. Not a ton. Just some really just doom and gloom. Dune and gloom. Dune and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there, Ty. You had it. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's a shame really about all of that. And it looks like, you know, these strikes are just gonna continue. And we talked about this before. I would much rather have quality over quantity when For it comes sure. to movies. Um, I, I don't know if these studios feel like, oh, we have to hit a certain number of movies we put out every year. Yeah. I just think that's a bad move. Like, I, again, I'm not seeing all the numbers on the background or anything, but shitty movies pump them out as much as you want good luck making a profit and yep. we've talked about it before a24 does it right for sure um, cheap movies but they're wild and crazy and everyone goes to see them but, a24 uh, is really one of the best going right now and uh well that that's actually a great segue into my convince me to see or not for past lives because past wives i didn't know is an a24 film oh yeah i think i did only because i watched the trailer a little bit the other day and go. I was going to text you and say, oh, it's an A24 banger. And uh, Ty, that's where it is not a banger. <laughs> so I'm immediately going to say I'm going to convince you not to see this film. Wow. And this was one we talked about and were pretty excited for. Yeah, we thought um, it was going to be pretty solid. It was just going to be a random film that it has fantastic ratings. It has an 8.2 on IMDb, a 94 out of 100 on Metacritic. I don't see the Rotten Tomato score, but I'm imagining it's pretty high. I'll tell uh, you right now. It is yeah, a give, give that. 98 and 93. There wow. Exactly. That's numbers. And I am on the opposite end of this movie. And I'm going to try my best to not give spoilers here. Yeah, I mean, our damn show is called Spoiler Alert, but I'm going to do my best <laughs> not to spoil it just because it is relatively new and now yeah. it's available to to buy and rent. So I'll, I'll give people the chance to see it. Um, but just to read kind of the uh, synopsis, uh, Nora and Hei Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends, are uh, rested apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. 20 years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. So essentially what that means is the movie starts out. Um, there's three of them at a bar and I don't know why people are like looking at them. That's never explained during the movie, but it's like, oh, I wonder what their story is. And it's like some random ass person you don't see like narrating and like, oh, I, I bet she's married to him and that's their friend. They're like, oh, no, they could be married to him and that's her friend. And it's like, okay. 
just kind of setting up the story here. Whatever. But then it goes back, uh, I think it was like 14 years or something like that. And they are in South Korea. Um, and they are best friends. Uh, they end up having crushes on each other. They go on a little date, you know, as much of a date as you can go on when you're like 11, <laughs> however old they were. Like, um, the girl is about to move to, I believe, Canada at first, but she does end up in New York City. Um, and the, the guy stays in Korea um, and does not hear for her for years. Okay. Uh, so that, that's the story. And then, of course, you know, like, oh, they're going to get connected again, whatever. And they do over Facebook. This is back in, like, 20... 12 or something so i guess that makes sense for facebook to still be relevant and um it's just slow and awkward listening to them talk to each other it's like the guy what's his name uh uh jung hae sung he is obviously super into her um she's just like a incredibly unlikable character uh, you just feel like how selfish she is. And I don't think that was on purpose. I think you're meant to like feel, Oh, she's trying to make the best of her life and stuff like that. But like she straight up strings his dude along for years. And, uh, I'm going to say something here. That's not a super spoiler because it's in the trailer, but after they start talking, like, She's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm trying to make it here in New York. And all I can think about doing is buying a ticket home to Korea to come see you. We need to stop talking for a little bit. And he's like, uh, OK, sure. And then this happens a lot in the movie. It's like a scene will happen and then the uh, there will be a title screen. It's like 12 years later. I'm like, what? They stopped fucking <laughs> talking for like six years or some shit. I'm like, that's Jeez. not a little bit of time. Like, hell? You just completely just like said, fuck that dude. Let him go to rot, got married. <laughs> and then like uh, he shows up in New York one day and they meet up. And that's where most of the story takes place. Oh, wow. But it is just awkward as hell. The silence um, in between the talking. I, I think that's supposed to be awkward because it it's an awkward situation, but yeah. it goes so fucking long and it, it is just slow. I it's only an hour 40, mm-hmm. an hour, hour 45 and maybe like 45 minutes to an hour into it. I'm like, is this over yet? And I remember like hovering over the thing to tell you how much time left. I'm like, there's fucking 40 minutes left. I, I like could Please. not believe it. Like I was bored. Sophie was bored. And it it starts off interesting enough. You know, there's these kids that are are good friends. You know, I don't want to call them lovers because they're children. That's just weird. (laughs) But but like they're (laughs) obviously extremely good friends. They have a little crush on each other. They move away. And then you want the movie to be, you know, a a nice one. But they try to go out of the way to be different than other romance movies. And I didn't think it worked up. Obviously, I'm in the minority. But mm-hmm. I was bored out of my mind during this movie. Well, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Yes. Sounds like we were going to fire it up on the same night. And I was just like, you know what? 
No. Let Dylan take the hit on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I did. Yeah. It, does, it just sounds like a snoozer. It was, it, it, it really was. And, um, you know, I, I, I can be a downer at times on this show, but this was really a movie I was excited to see. Yeah. I thought it had potential. I've seen other Korean films that have been fantastic. Obviously, Parasite's the one that really sticks out. Um, I'll admit I'm not the biggest romance film guy. Sure, But sure. I've seen enough to know that this is different, and it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Sounds yeah, it sounds like it just it's either gonna be you're either gonna love it or hate it on this mm-hmm. one. If it if it's not keeping our attention, then it doesn't sound worth our time, honestly. Yeah. The the characters, like I said, she's extremely unlikable. There's like no real character building. The cinematography is actually pretty good. Like yeah. everything looks really well done and, and pretty, I guess. The uh-huh. dialogue can be like stupid <laughs> at times um but yeah it just did not work for me i ended up giving it a three. Oh, okay out of ten yeah so I, I was pretty low and um i i like to think of my rating as i walk through the movie and i would say you know the first half hour i was probably at like a six yeah through an hour i was probably at a five and it was really the final moments of the movie where he's in town and they're like getting together um her him and her husband and it's just fucking weird and slow and boring yeah it's <laughs> so just that, like an awkward movie yeah just tore it down and that's what people like probably because it is different but it's not it just did not hit any of those marks for me yeah wow what a bummer we yeah. thought it might be solid, and uh, you know that's why you can't always trust the reviews, everybody. That's right. That's right. Um, but I uh, let's have you go now with the movie fresh in your mind, bottoms. Okay, so I'll start off. I was excited for this one, but I didn't have like really high expectations. You know, I just thought it would be. You know, it sounded funny on paper. The trailer was good. Uh, so not a very wide release on this one. The closest theater was like forty minutes away. That being said, let's hop into it. A uh, quick synopsis on it. Two unpopular queer high school students start a fight club to have sex before graduation. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's starring Rachel Senot, uh, who also co-wrote and executive produced, I think with someone else too, and uh, Ayo Itibri. Itibri? Uh She's from The Bear. Uh, we know her from The Bear, all kinds of stuff, her voice work she's they're both absolutely killing it right now but um yeah so it currently has a 7.4 on imdb and 95s across the board on ron tomatoes two they match up that's pretty crazy so i'm glad i was able to find a showing for this one right after work on a friday it was perfect regardless of the shitty squirrel hill traffic uh, um traffic was awful to get to there and there's not a there's not a parking lot it's just street parking so like i'm i went to the manor theaters what it's called um Compared to most theaters these days, that one just feels like a blast from the past. Uh, it only has, I was telling you all this before we started to record, but it only has three theaters in it. Uh, and the, um, the seats are all the same level. No stairs, nothing like that. So you're literally just kind of all sitting on the ground, and it just feels like such a 90s old school vibe. You feel like you're back in time. So that was cool right off the bat. Um, and there was a bar, which they definitely don't have that at all the uh, theaters I go to around here. 
caught my attention, but I didn't see anybody's bartending, so I did not get a drink for the movie. Wish I did. Um, the movie definitely did live up to my expectations, though. Like I said, even though they weren't high, uh, the good reviews started to up my excitement, and uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. It's a lot more over the top than I would have expected, and I know what everybody's probably thinking. Um, oh, a movie about two lesbians making a fight club, like. Surely people are thinking, like Barbie, they're going to be pushing like a like a gay and feminist agenda the whole movie. But I didn't really feel like that was the case at all. They're kind of just like dumbass high schoolers that want to get laid before school ends. <laughs> and they happen to be lesbians. And they end up making a fight club to make it happen. <laughs> and it's, that's, that's hilarious. Um, so a lot of the dialogue feels like a sketch like from I Think You Should Leave or something. And it's hilarious. <laughs> the way they... The, the shit they say and the way they say it is just great. Um, Aya was in... A sketch, and I think you should leave too. The one where uh, the dad goes into the VR store <laughs> and he can't breathe. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Actually, I think I think I didn't realize that because I saw that before I saw the bear when I really knew her. <laughs> yeah, she's like I said, she's absolutely just killing it right now, That's and this is no different. Um, they've been crushing it. Um, Rachel Sinnott was also in Shiva Baby, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I just watched Shiva Baby not that long ago. It was really cool. It's just about her being incredibly awkward at a uh, a funeral. Like a Jewish funeral, I think it is. Yeah, a Jewish funeral. Um, and it's, it's just really funny. Two great performances here from them. But a standout performance is from Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. He might just steal the whole damn show. So, of course, we know him from being like a beast on the football field. But it turns out the guy can just act. He just has, he's just hilarious. Uh, I did just read too that a lot of it wasn't even really just acting. He was just improvising on the spot. <laughs> I, I also read that he had, uh, at 16, his sister came out as a lesbian. And he didn't really have a great reaction to that, apparently. Yeah. So this was his way of kind of making up for that, being in a movie about, like, you know, two young lesbians. Nice. Absolutely hilarious performance from him. And it was honestly just a pleasant surprise to see him in the movie. Um, the movie absolutely flies by two hour and a half. Uh, I'd even see myself rewatching it. Uh, I don't say that quite often. I'd imagine just throwing this on and watching it. It's pretty damn funny. The last, like, I don't know, half hour is so fucking ridiculous. It's hilarious. Um, but it's definitely one of the best movies we've seen since Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I'm going to end up with a pretty high eight on this one. Nice. Okay. So I definitely recommend checking this one out. It's on par with Barbie and Sanctuary for me. So we'll see where it stacks up towards the end of the year. I could see myself maybe even going nine on it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. So how, obviously from the synopsis, I was like, what? So yeah. how do they decide, all right, we want to get laid. Fight club. That's the way to do it. So uh, the way it's set up is that they're like two, they call themselves like they're gay and unpopular and untalented or whatever like that. Uh -huh. So they accidentally like the two girls that they're attracted to, the one has like a, this is a little bit of spoiler territory, but I mean, honestly, nobody's going to go run to the theater to see it, but a little spoiler here. They injure the star quarterback of the school uh -huh. and they say, and somehow they're talking to the principal. It ends up that they're, actually getting ready to start a self-defense club fight club thing. And then it gets taken out of context and becomes a whole big thing. <laughs> and so, and then it turns out like people think they were in juvie and all this stuff. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's really funny. It's a good time. Very cool. I, uh, so I was curious. So this is obviously high school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Senior okay. year. So yeah. Cause I'm like, how old are they? 
they're only two years younger than us. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. And I'm like, they're playing high scores. I guess that's not uncommon. That always happens. But I was just surprised to see that because AO's like always playing super young yeah. uh, characters. I just never really knew how, how old she was. Which compared to how high scores actually look, like if we were to walk into a high school right now, they look super young. These yeah. girls don't look too, too young, but they pass for high schoolers. Gotcha. Um, a lot of cool. funny bits in this movie, too, like, that just go under the radar. Like, the one girl's, like, super close friends with the janitors. So every time a janitor walks by, she's always like, what's up? <laughs> like, little things. Uh, it's, like, so over the top, too. Like, it's, like, it's real, but it's, like, at the same time, it's kind of, like, surreal, some of the shit. Like, the one, the mascot's got, like, a big, jo- it's, like, a, a lion or something. It's just got a huge hog on it. <laughs> a big huge hog like the suit and everything it's hilarious it's funny dude i think you'd probably like it too so is marshawn like gym teacher or coach no he's just an actual teacher he's <laughs> like a history right. teacher or something it's that's what's even funny because you would expect him to just be like a, a coach or something like that Nah, he's like giving lessons on feminism and shit yeah the uh the picture they have of him on imdb he's standing there he's sitting there with a magazine called divorce and happy yeah. And yeah. underneath, it's his fingers are kind of covering it, but I can make it out. It says "Big Booty Babe." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I I got to see this one. That it does look funny. It was most ridiculous like, uh, concept ever. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that sounds good. It's um, definitely worth a watch. I'm sure it'll be streaming pretty soon. So it wasn't a huge wide release. Oh. Uh-huh. So it, surely it'll be streaming pretty soon. Is it kind of out there like uh like Joyride kind of was where it's just yeah, ridiculous? Yeah. Okay. It does get ridiculous, yeah, for okay. sure. Awesome. And that's what I want in a comedy. Like so many of them, like I enjoy like uh ooh, witty humor, you know, kind of yeah. here and there. But give me some like ridiculous shit. That that's Yeah, really like funny. this movie's definitely grounded in realism, but it gets it gets over the top at some points and it's fucking funny when it does. Awesome. And Rachel cool. Sennott and and AO are just fucking killing it right now. Like I yeah. said, yeah. I like Rachel Sennott a lot. A that lot. was, I think I'll save it for maybe the next episode type, but I was thinking um, maybe we give like a, a couple actors and actresses that are up and coming that will be, end up being like kind of the new uh, phase of actors and actresses, like, you know, replacing the Leonardo as he gets older and, and uh, all of those folks. Yeah. These two definitely on that list for sure. All right, Ty, I'm going to do one last convince me to see before we get into a quick review of You Are So Not Invited to My Bat, mit- my bat-, bat- Mitzvah. I'm going to be terrible at saying that. Bat, bat- Mitzvah. Bat- mitzvah. Bat. bat- I, I mitzvah. keep wanting to say bat. Yeah, me too. I did, the, bat- I did not last week, the week ago. I was, talking, I was like, oh, Bat Mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> very non uh Jewish. <laughs> um but this next movie here is one I've waited a good bit to see, mostly because I didn't have great vibes when it came out. I'm like, this is just another boogeyman movie. And mm-hmm. I thought that because it's called the fucking boogeyman. So um 
still reeling in from the tragic death of their mother, 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 <laughs> the mother. I've been getting, <laughs> I've been getting Sopranos uh, shorts and the Godfather shorts. So it's all coming out now. <laughs> That's awesome. And while you're talking about that uh, past size movie, I saw that the, the husband of the, the lady played young Silvio Dante in uh, Many Saints in Newark. So that was <laughs> <Nice>. funny too. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere, dude. They are. Um, uh, anyways, after the death of her mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. So concept, seen it a billion times is really how it, how it ends up. Um, this movie, there's really not a lot different from from a lot of the other horror films in a similar concept where oh there's a demon in the house and then yeah. you know no one fucking believes them because why would they it's a demon um but the it starts out um the oh man the guy from all the Christopher Nolan films that David Dasmashlian guy yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. who's in all of them uh he's in it and um, he is the one that is like, I don't think possess is the right word, but he's the one being attacked by the boogeyman. The boogeyman uh, okay. has killed his entire family and by fa- just his children, I, I should say. The wife's still alive. Um, I think he killed like three of his kids. And that's how the movie opens. So not a super spoiler, but the boogeyman literally kills a, a baby in the first like five minutes of the movie i'm like oh shit that's a okay. bold bold choice <laughs> like off it's baby not killing. it's not shown on screen but you see right. a baby is crying and then something happens then it like pans over to the side and the baby's crying you hear its neck like snap and then blood's just everywhere i was like fuck okay <laughs> getting off quickly here um so that did uh, bury me into it a, a bit further. I had a bit more interest because how many movies do that? You know, like I, I don't. I think the last movie I saw where a baby was killed was The Human Centipede, like three or something like that. You know, <laughs> one of those smut films. Um, but it it kind of goes from there. There's too much stupid like high school drama. Um. The only characters that are written somewhat well are the main ones. And then mm-hmm. it's like everyone else that is involved is just written completely horribly. Nobody acts like a normal human being. Like this so the, the story as you heard from the synopsis, uh their mom just died in like a a car accident or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And she's it's like her first day back at school since it happened. And, you know, her one friend's like, like, hey, it's good good to have you back. And she's like, yeah, thank you for actually, like, talking to me. Everyone's, like, just staring at me and acting weird. And then these other girls come over, and um, she's wearing her mom's dress. And they're like, do you think that's a good idea? Do you, don't you just want to get over this? She's like, no, I'm not trying to get over this. And then they, like, start fighting. And, uh, uh pack of lunch that was left in a locker like it's smeared all over the dress and ruins it and i'm like that girl's mom just died and you're gonna start fighting with her like it did not make any sense but this big entire movie like it just a complete well bitch for no reason <laughs> it doesn't make any sense um but the writing is is not great for most of the other characters the um 
where I will give it props. It's the first horror movie in quite a while that actually got me with a couple jump scares. Really? Um, and that is not easy to do. You, you know you can tell when a jump scare is Yeah, for sure. Where, like, Sophie wasn't not grand. Uh, she was like, holy shit, you actually jumped. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but the, the boogeyman creature thing, uh, pretty cool to show it, oh, but they don't okay. show it enough. Um, but, you know, the scares here and there, the story's dumb, and they do the things like a lot of horror movies do, where, like, someone's getting in the house, and it's incredibly loud, but somehow nobody fucking... That shit never made any sense to me, and that happens a lot in this movie. Just, like, in the same damn house, while th- his daughters are getting thrown around everywhere, and he doesn't show up until afterwards. I'm like, bro, how did you not hear any of that? It didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, that's weird. So with that said, I, if you haven't figured it out, this is an okay movie, but uh-huh. I'm not going to use this segment to convince you to see it. So I got two bummers here. Um, didn't end up with a horrible rating. I gave it a five out of ten. Okay. But it's a pretty generic horror movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember that's what we thought about it even whenever we first heard about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, that, that was really it. You know, I the best character is that David Dasmalchian guy. His character makes a lot of sense. It looks like a lot of good writing went into him. And then everyone else was just like generic and didn't act like a normal human. Yeah, it sounds about right for these these horror movies. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. That sounded about right. That's about yeah. as much as that's. I think that's about as well as we thought it would go for that movie. It's a movie to throw on, you know, if you got nothing better to do. It's not yeah. horrible. It's not great. Um, which is probably the same thing we can say about this next film. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Uh, so Ty, how how did you feel about this movie? So, I, I mean, I remember when we first talked about it, we were excited, thinking it was probably going to be more of like a comedy than it was. Uh, probably mm-hmm. thought it would have a lot more Adam Sandler in it than it did. Yes. That being said, definitely not for probably us. Definitely yeah. probably more for a younger, probably female audience. But also, um, you know, it's pretty cute. It's it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, like I said, definitely not talking to us, but not enough Sandler, I will say. Yeah. And, uh, his daughter's great, though. Both of his daughters are really yeah. great, and I can see them having great acting careers just like their dad. I mean, Sonny absolutely steals the show as, like, the lead. Yeah. Uh, her name's Stacy, I think, in the movie. Her name's Sonny in real life, but Stacy in the movie. Is it? Or is Sonny the Sadie. one that's... Sadie. Sadie, okay. Sadie's the star. Sonny's the older one who's the Right, okay. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And Sonny's the one that looks exactly like Adam Sandler. Yeah, and... I mean, they uh, both do, but... Fun fact... Named Sonny because him and Jackie met on Big Daddy. Really? Yep. There you go. I never knew that they met on Big Daddy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I was surprised how pretty good they were. Um, Sonny has a much lesser background role, but she's still kind of funny. They're just super into horror movies. Yeah, they're Uh, just, (laughs) it's all just her and like, they're not lesbians, right? It's just her buddy. Yeah, it's just her buddy. And like those guys who obviously have an interest in them. They're like, oh, have you seen this one? They're like, yep, saw it, go away. And yeah. they didn't see it. And then the next time they are watching the movie that those dudes suggest. So there's obviously a little connection here and there with them. Uh huh. Um, I'm with you. I wanted, I always want more Adam Sandler. That's just yeah. a given. 
but he's really not in it um very much his screen time is probably 10 minutes if that uh-huh um what else can we say you, i think you're 100 percent right we're obviously not the target audience and that's what i kind of wanted to think at at towards the end i'm like you know for like a preteen to teen uh girl this is probably a pretty okay movie that's enjoyable yeah. for them um Bonus there were you're jewish yeah, exactly. It probably <laughs> makes a lot more sense if you are. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know what all this all these things are. It's like I know the big party thing when they're 13. I I, I understand all that, but there's like a lot of other little <laughs> Jewish things in there that I'm like, I don't know what that is. All of my knowledge on Jewish people comes from Adam Sandler and South Park. So it's like <laughs> Yeah. That's probably not the best place to get that information. <laughs> Um, One of my biggest takeaways from the movies that I I absolutely hate this generation of kids. Yeah, that's fair. Like just like the, everything they do, there's like film and dancing and just douche. Yeah, yeah just little douches. Yeah, they were making fun of that though. So I think like Adam Sandler may have had some yeah. influence there. Like, hey, make fun of this because it's stupid. <laughs> you know, you got to do a TikTok dance for everything we do. Um, if you just want to like just hop into some spoilery things we thought were funny, I have a couple sure. bits I thought were pretty Let's good. Let's do it. So spoiler alert coming up, um, and we're going to end the show this way, so we'll see you next time. See you. Um, I thought whenever like she's just pulling out right in front of that teacher and he just wrecks his car, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it kept happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Sandler just loves to go to the movies. Yeah, in, in a robe. <laughs> in he's robe. like, he's like all about comfort, honey. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, that's what I, I aspire to be, you know, when I'm sure. 50, that I, uh, basketball shorts, go to a movie in a robe. I don't give a fuck. It does get goddamn cold in the theater sometime. I will say, right. It's He's rare like, that I wear <laughs> jeans. That's rare that I wear shorts to the theater. I'm gonna go get the blanket from the car. <laughs> but, um, Sarah Sherman is her name. The girl that plays the, uh, Rebecca, the rabbi. I found, I cannot stand yeah. She cannot like, stand her. I guess she's on SNL, or she used to be on SNL. That makes a ton of sense. She's just I I found her unbearable because like she showed up and like I watched this movie with my mom, and my mom was like, "The hell is she doing?" Like just trying to figure her out, and like it oh. couldn't be done. Yeah, I didn't um, like her one bit. The there are some pretty solid comedy uh, bits here. Like I thought, you know, she had her. <laughs> she, her, Adam Sandler was buying uh, pads, period pads yeah, for her. Yeah. It's like, how you feeling? Is it heavy flow? You know, it's like, yeah. and then she jumps off the cliff, and uh, my mom called in me. She's like, oh no, the pad's gonna float up, <laughs> and it did. <laughs> and they're like, oh my god. And they're like, what? And all the girls are like, what? It happens every uh, every month. And someone was like, that looks like that's. Two months or something like that. I was like, ah, oh. but yeah, a lot of uh, female targeted targeted comedy, but at the same time, it, it's pretty funny. But at you know, being a near thirty adult male, yeah, sometimes I felt a little awkward right. laughing at comedy about these teenagers or preteens. I guess she's twelve in this movie. I think she she is older than that. I'm pretty sure she's like Surely. fourteen at this point. But still, it's like awkward a little bit to like laugh at that type of stuff. So obviously the movie isn't for us. 
Yeah. Um, it was well made. I agree. We'll say I thought. That. I kind of think Adina Manzel's character, I think she was kind of like overacting. It seemed like at some yeah. points, like, I don't know, there's like some, and like, even in the trailer, you can see how it kind of, see, it kind of feels like overproduced at some points. Right. He has just all that Netflix Too money. much going on. Yeah. Just yeah. way overproduced. It looks like a little bit in some spots. Um, yeah. I, it was kind of, I, I, I kind of got bored at some points. I'd pull the yes. phone out. But like we said, that's not even the movie. So that's just, we're not, we're not, we're not it. young. Yeah, we're we ain't it. We ain't it. Um, so I ended up. I I did a four. Yeah, I'm at a four as well. You had a four. Yeah. I and I I think that's pretty fair. You know, um, I liked it more than past lives. <laughs> so that that yeah. that tracks. At least I could laugh at some of this. Um, but yeah, it it. I'm not. Um, I've never gone through the. Oh, I like a boy. My best friend likes a boy type thing. I've never gone through I like a girl and my best friend likes a girl type thing. You know, it's it's like um, never having that happen. You can't really relate. It seems to be more often that happens with girls. Yeah. But yeah, probably it's uh, yeah, it, it wasn't for us is really how we'll end it out. Um, sitting out of six out of ten, 71 on Metacritic, which is the highest rated Adam Sandler movie. You know, probably Happy Madison. I was gonna say Happy Madison or Adam Sandler. Sandler has uncut gems, but yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, right. His daughter's first movie does better than any of his. That's almost like too good to be true, right? And and I think there's probably some bumps here and there from some critics for stupid reasons. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. The DJ. Uh, his helmet freaked me out too. The little disco. <laughs> like, yeah, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's like a like a wannabe Daft Punk. Yeah, kind of yeah. Jewish Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? I think that that that's really pretty much it. Uh. But yeah, first time of them in a lead role. Uh, they've been in multiple of his movies, and that's always funny. Obviously, Jackie, his wife, is in a ton of his films. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, I didn't know that. I wonder if uh, I said Sandler's wife. I meant her. I didn't mean Adina Manzo. I meant Jackie. It seemed like Jackie was kind of talking, like her her facial expressions were weird when she was talking. <laughs> yeah. to me. I, that seems to happen a lot. She always kind of overplays. Yeah, yeah. Her That's probably why she wasn't his wife in the movie. Probably. Um, I didn't know Billy Madison was directed by a female. What? Yeah, Tamara Tamara Davis. Um, I the know. reason I brought that up, but that's, it's the first Adam Sandler feature film to be directed by a woman since ba- Billy Madison. I didn't know that at all. That's crazy. Oh, th- this was also another bit of trivia that I caught. Um, in a lot of his movies, there's always someone named Lamonsoff. Uh, Lamonsoff was his college roommate. Uh, oh, so okay. he just has his name randomly in all of his movies. And in this one, when they were at uh, bat mitzvah, there was a, a table there. Like, Can we go sit with the lamb and softs? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's just like one of those <laughs> things that it's in all of his films. Yeah. I know he always does like the double letter love interest too. Right. <laughs> oh, was it in this one? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. This no. one. But... <laughs> or E. Friedman. No, that's not, that's not fun. Uh, I th- that's pretty much it. You know, uh, I think if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably, that you are more on our side of how we feel about this movie than others. I don't think we have many preteens 
listening to our show. Probably Maybe not. we do. I but I'm, I'm, I'm aside on the, the error of no. I don't think I know a preteen. I know all of my cousins are old now and it freaks me out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, yeah, well, Maggie's driving now. I'm like, what? Maggie was like four the last time I saw her, you know? Shit's nuts. Yeah. Weird shit. It scares me. Um, I guess we can look at our metrics, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that we don't have any preteens. So likely not a movie for you. We wanted to see it because we thought we were going to get more Adam Sandler and we did not. Turns out we did not. We were incorrect. That is correct. Man, oh, miss Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a firm believer that if Chris Farley was still around, Kevin James wouldn't have a career. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> RIP, um, wish he was still here so we didn't have yeah. Kevin James. Fuck Kevin James. I heard he's a dick, too. I wouldn't doubt it. Um. Hi, I think that's where we ended here. I don't know what we do next week. You know, if there's not a ton to see, maybe we just do like one of our pop whatever lists. Yeah, I'm gonna see the nun, so we'll have to oh, we'll have that on. We'll have that at least. So that's one thing in the pocket. That'll work. Hell yeah! Good to be back on the pod. I hate taking a week off. It's good, yeah, good I to hate be talking back to myself back in the theaters. Oh, it's the worst. It's tough. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. And I do it for sleeping with the numbers now, and it's just like uh-huh. it feels weird. But, yeah, I was listening because I did my first draft on Thursday. Ooh, how'd you do? I sent you the picture earlier. I think solid. Oh, There's only ten of us. Yeah, it might not have sent because I was at work. It's pretty solid. We'll probably have to cut this out, but oh, there it is. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, yeah, I'll take a look at that. But we will see you next time with uh, the nun. See you. Thank you.